Wings for the game. Boom. Cash back. New lucky jersey. Boom. Cash back. Even a last-minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees? Period. I'm telling you, this one is a game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Late night Midnight on the interstate And I didn't feel so great Until I saw the city Welcome back to Straight from the Source with Michael Russo. Thanks, as always, for listening, for tuning in, for following and subscribing on uh, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's the Athletic app or the Athletic website or uh, Apple or Spotify or wherever. As always, you can go to theathletic.com slash straight from the source to get a subscription. Right now, we have a promo 50% off for an annual subscription. If you go to theathletic.com slash straight from the source, highly recommend it with hockey season right around the corner. I've got a ton of good features on the way. I'm working on one on Alex Goligoski right now. Just ran one on uh, Brandon Duhame and Connor Durer as well. And just been a, a fun training camp so far. It feels like it's gone on for a month. Today is Tuesday. Just to think of how long training camp it feels like. It was a week ago today actually a week ago this afternoon that the uh, Wild signed Kirill Kaprizov and the press conference was actually on Wednesday. So it just, it, it really, it almost feels like we've been in training camp for a couple months now. Maybe it's because I usually don't cover the rookie tournament. So that's sort of bled into training camp here. And hockey season doesn't start until October 15th for the Wild in Anaheim. So it, it just feels like uh, this is going on and on and on. Although when I first started covering the league, uh, training camp was a lot, lot longer. So, uh, so I shouldn't complain at all, but it it's been. Uh, it just feels like it's been forever. But we've had some news. Uh, the alternate captains were were announced by Dean Evison and Billy Guerin last week. Jared Spurgeon went into the locker room and in a cool, cool uh, little um, speech uh, awarded the A's his alternate captains, uh, his assistants, his support system uh, to Marcus Foligno and Matt Dumba. Um, a lot of us thought that Jonas Burdine and, and Yul Eriksson-Eck would have the opportunity or the, be the front runners to get that second A. We all thought Marcus Foligno was a no-brainer. Uh, but Matt Dumba gets it. And again, he's one of their most vocal leaders, uh, energy guy, somebody that they love uh, in that locker room and also all that he does in the community. And it's funny when stuff like this happens and you, you know, you start to overthink it and you think, well, you know, they Eck got the eight year deal. Brodine's starting the seven year deal. Brodine's been here forever, 10 years. You start to think, well, they have to be the guys, and you start to overthink it. And then when they make the announcement that it's Dumba, you think after the fact, well, it kind of was obvious. I mean, if you think about just the way that he is in that locker room and the way he rallies those troops and, um, you know, how funny he is in there and how much his teammates like him, it's sort of, uh, 
you know, again, makes sense. So uh, we had a cool press conference also with Marcus Foligno and Matt Dumba um, as well. And it was pretty, uh, it was, it was pretty neat to just see how excited and humbled and, and motivated they were. And if you saw the videos that the wild put on wild.com, they gave a good in, uh, inside glimpse to what it looked like in that locker room with the entire team, not just the uh, 23 NHL guys, but all the prospects, all the minor leaguers, the entire front office, the entire coaching staff, all the trainers in there. And um, it was just a really neat kind of thing. And, and the, just the words that Dumba and Felino said about making it an inclusive locker room, a welcoming locker room from this point forward it's uh, pretty good there seems to be a camaraderie with this team if you saw on social media it felt like the entire team went to the Viking game including Kirill Kaprizov the other day um, a bunch of guys have been going to Twins games in fact uh, yesterday we had our winter classic press conference Gary Bettman was in town um, Jim Polad and Joel Polad and um, Dave St. Peter from the Twins was here the Discover CMO um, I'm trying to think who else was here. Uh, Tom Stillman and Chris Zimmerman, uh, the owner and the uh, uh, president of the St. Louis Blues. In fact, I didn't know that Tom Stillman was actually born and raised in Minnesota, which was pretty neat. Apparently, he went to the same high school as Jim Polad, which is pretty uh, pretty bonkers if you think about it. And then Kenny Albert from TNT was here. Gary Bettman was here. Steve Mayer from the NHL was here. Billy Guerin, Marcus Foligno, Matt Dumba, Craig Leopold, and Matt Maka were all at the press conference. And um, Matt, Matt, Matt Dumba just had this great quote after that I talked to Marcus Foligno about on this podcast about how that Marcus and Matt were at the Twins game the other day and sort of envisioning what it's going to be like to see where that hockey rink is going to be on the field come January 1st at night, 6 p.m. game. Um, what it's going to be like just envisioning the fans there and, and to play this incredible winter classic. Uh, so um, it seems like there's this awesome camaraderie that's going to potentially o- only continue to build throughout training camp. They're going to have a bonding trip up in Duluth where they'll spend a couple days together as well. Um, so pretty neat. Um, as I mentioned, I wrote a Dewey 1, Dewey 2 story yesterday. Hopefully everybody reads that. The Galagoski uh, story is going to be coming. A um, couple other news and notes from this week. Um, Adam Beckman has put himself on on the uh, to me he's put himself right into the mix of trying to make this team um, you know we all thought Rossi Boldy Rossi Boldy well Beckman is showing well hey I'm no uh, slouch here and he goes out in his uh, preseason uh, NHL debut and scores a couple goals a couple beauties um, Dean Everson really raved about that Giroux Bitten and Beckman line uh, they had a jailbreak as Joe O'Donnell said on the broadcast and uh, Beckman scored off a three-on-one great pass by Will Bitten um, and that's Real, the real neat thing about this team right now is like we talk about Rossi, we talk about Boldy, we talk about Beckman, we talk about who's Nadinov and a lot of the prospects coming, but they have a lot of good players in Iowa. You know, Duham, Dewar, Bitten, Giroux, you know, guys that we don't talk a lot about. And, you know, a lot of these guys just need opportunities to get to the NHL, and maybe that'll happen here in the next year or two. Uh, you know, Duham clearly has a chance to make this team right out of camp. He was the guy that started on that fourth line with Nico Sturm and Nick Bukestead. Um, Yesterday at practice, and we'll see what happens today, uh, Beckman and Boldy was ro- rotating in and out as well. Um, so clearly, there's a lot of prospects here that they're going to give good opportunities to. The guy that I hope gets a, b- a better opportunity so far than he's gotten is Marco Rossi. I'd love to see him uh, skate with either Kaprizov or Zuccarello or get him on a line with Fiala to give Fiala a bit of a lifeline who's been skating right now with Victor Rask and Freddie Goudreau as well. 
Um, so we'll see if that happens uh, later in camp. Um, some of the veterans in that opening preseason game in St. Louis uh, really got called out by Dean Evison. Dean is not one to usually go after his players, but he 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 said that none of the veterans in the game really conducted themselves the way that the organization wanted, and he actually called out by name uh, Jordan Greenway, where he actually said that Boldy and Rossi were good in the game, but the veteran on their line was not, and that is 100% Jordan Greenway, who, uh, you know, this is it's time now. He's 24 years old. He's only got a year left on his deal. Um, you know, it, we all know about the cap situation with the Wild. He's going to have to get his act together and be a more consistent player, and maybe that was just, you know, opening, uh, you know, there, again, a weird exhibition game a couple days into camp. Um, you know, we'll see. I'm sure Jordan get better and better as um, as camp goes on. A um, couple little news and notes. Uh, the uh, essential dates calendar is out by the NHL and the NHLPA. Uh, trade deadline is March 21st. Uh, free agency is going to start July 13th. July 7th to 8th will be the uh, NHL draft in um, Montreal. And the other really neat thing uh, that was announced yesterday is Henrik Lundqvist will have his number 30 raised to the rafters of Madison Square Garden on January 28th. That will happen before game against the Minnesota Wild. And what's really neat about that is one of his best friends in the world, Matt Zuccarello, will be in attendance for that. I've got to think that Zuccarello uh, is incredibly excited uh, to be a part of that because we all know how tight they were. If you read my Zuccarello feature when he first got to Minnesota, it was it ran actually opening night his first year. Uh, before his NHL debut in The Athletic, uh, Henrik Lundqvist really uh, helped write that story with a lot of great anecdotes when I talked to him on the phone. And uh, if you remember when Zuccarello was traded to the Dallas Stars by the New York Rangers, a uh, really emotional interview by Henrik Lundqvist you can find on YouTube where he actually broke down crying because of how much he was going to miss a guy like Matt Zuccarello. So it's uh, really neat that they're going to be raising his uh, highly, highly deserved too. I mean, this is a future Hall of Famer, one of the class acts in NHL history that I've been around and covered. And um, I think it'll be really sweet that uh, that Zuccarello will be there, uh, probably welling up uh, watching the, that that incredible jersey raised uh, to the roof of the world's most famous arena. Um, again, Marcus Foligno, always a fun interview, always gracious to sit down and talk. Um, uh, he's become one of my favorite players that I've ever covered on this wild team. Uh, really have a really cool conversation here coming up. Without further ado, here is Marcus Foligno. Well, Marcus, thanks for uh, joining here in the, uh, I, I didn't even know the studio existed here yeah. at Trio Rink. So uh, thanks for joining as always. And yeah, I mean, it's funny. We were just talking about what it was like over at Target Field yesterday and you were saying it's the first time you met Gary Bettman, is, yeah. <laughs> which is always a good thing, actually, yeah. probably as a player if you haven't met him because it means you haven't done anything <laughs> egregiously wrong. That's right. Um, but, well, I mean, it, it is funny. I mean, he, you look at him sometimes and he's a celebrity. He's run this league for 25 years now and yeah. uh, and then you finally get to meet him. Yeah, I was actually joking with him. I wasn't a first-round pick, so I didn't get to shake his hand and walk up on stage. <laughs> so, uh, it, it's always, you know, uh, nice and, and, and great to, to meet uh, a guy like that and, you know, big uh, part of the, our league and reason why um, you know decisions are made through him and um, always interesting to meet them and even just meeting um, you know it was always great seeing Craig Leopold and, and uh, Matt Maka and, and um, you know even meeting the brass on, on St. Louis's side so um, I think when you're involved in the in the game a little bit on the HLPA side. It's interesting to meet these guys. These guys really do uh, kind of run our league and, and help us play this great game. So a lot of great guys I met last night and just, you know, the whole 
atmosphere of the the day yesterday was just amazing i mean we really just told by aaron sickman that there's a press conference happening at target field but i didn't know how big it was and and yeah. um i knew that it was you know about the opening uh kind of uh beat talks about you know getting this winter classic going but when you stepped out there um coming out of the dugout was pretty sweet and um I don't know. I think fans are going to be blown away. I think, you know, players are going to be blown away yeah. and everyone involved. It's going to be a really special day. I thought one of the coolest sights of last night, of yesterday uh, afternoon, was when you and Dumba came over to do your scrum with the media after the press conference. And anytime Dumba was talking to us, you were just sort of looking around Target <laughs> Field. And, yeah. and you could see how, one, you were, you know, blown away by the stadium, but I don't know if you were envisioning what it's going to be like on January 1st, but yeah. it was, it looked like you were really taking it in. Yeah, it was. I was, I was, I should have walked out into the ice surface just and stood in the middle of the ice just to see how it was but um yeah i just think when you come out of that dugout and i think you know you're so used to seeing uh kind of fans all around you and mm -hmm. closer i think it's going to be insane seeing uh people in the outfield and people all the way in the top deck and and the you know the budweiser restaurant or what they have you in the outfield packed and um I don't know. It's just something that's going to be really cool and special and um, really unique because, you know, we never get that opportunity to do things like that. And it's a target field, such a great venue. Been there for a lot of baseball games and really there's a lot of great seats in that, that stadium. So um, I'm just trying to get, I always like to, to feel what it, what it would be like to watch us. And then, and, you know, it really kind of gets you excited for that game. Uh, Dumba was saying that you guys went to the twins game the other day and we're actually envisioning what, where the yeah. rink was going to be and yeah. all that stuff. I didn't know if it was kind of going to be, you know, lengthways kind of starting at the home plate mm -hmm. moving out or more in the outfield. So uh, where they have it kind of the nets on third base and then the other nets on first base, um, that position of the ice surface, I think it's a really cool job. And um, I think, you know, they, I think the league knows what they're doing when it comes to, um, you know, what fans can see from different areas and working with the venue but uh now seeing it with uh with that outline sketch they put out yeah. there um it's, it's pretty cool and i'm i can't wait for that nice little long walk to to the bench yeah yeah how special would it be to score a goal i mean ryan carter yeah. scored an outdoor <laughs> goal for the wild you gotta be now yeah. score a goal. no that'd be that's <laughs> definitely on the on on the, the, the to-do list um that's something special and talking to matt about it scoring the first yeah. one too i think the icebreaker um just to get that one out you obviously want to score in a game like this you don't want to get skunked and um you know my biggest thing is we just want to win we want to have a great great day great night and uh you know that'll make a little bit more celebrations and everyone involved um you know, for our team, for Craig Leopold to win that game is going to be very special. The um, it, it really is kind of neat also the way the league works sometimes. Like, I don't know if you realize that when you and Billy Guerin and Matt Dumbo were talking at home plate after the guy you were talking to was Steve Mayer, who runs all these events. And it seemed like you guys were actually giving him ideas. Like, I don't think Steve Mayer realized until you told him that there's going to be a morning skate that he's going to need yeah. to schedule on that ice too. Yeah. Cause it's the first scheduled primetime game. I know I was laughing about that. I'm like, Oh, yeah. it's, cause it's, they said 6 PM or 7 PM. Yeah. I don't know if they got adjusted, yeah. but you know, a night game, which is going to be really cool because the lights will be on. And I think yeah. that's going to be pretty special to see. But, um, for the most part, I think, uh, yeah, we were going to just, just kind of shooting the, the crap around with it and just saying, you know, I think if, we're, if, this is, if it's a night game, we're going to have a morning skate. And he kind of looked at me and Billy kind of looked at me too, like, oh yeah, we got to, we got to get out here in the morning. <laughs> so I know that we'll have maybe an extra skate out there. I know there's a family skate the day yep. before and a full practice. Um, so that'll be a, that'll be a great day for that. Um, 
but yeah, just, you know, you got to take it like a normal game day. And we're just trying to think about, you know, meetings. I'm sure coaches are thinking about, I went, I did a tour yesterday of the dress room. So seeing the layout of the yeah. dress room is going to be pretty cool. And I, I know our, our, my teammates are going to be pretty excited once they get in there. Um, the other day you and Matt were also uh, awarded uh, alternate captains. And it, I mean, it was funny. I mean, you know, it's like you were just like expected <laughs> and Matt, it was like the, it was like a, you know, running of like who the other guys were going to be Eric Snack, Brodeen, Zuccarello, Dumba, whoever yeah. it was. Um, first of all, it, like Matt had told a really funny story that he didn't know what that it, it seemed like nobody knew what the meeting was going to be about. And he asked Spurgeon in the showers what yeah. the meeting was about. And Spurgeon made some joke that yeah. it was about like proper etiquette and how to act, treat like yeah, yeah. You know, the valets and things like that. Did yeah. you know that it was going to be A's? He, uh, no, I had no idea. I mean, I, I, I I kind of felt something was coming on, but at the same time too, um, Andrew Height, our PR guy, sends that text message of the groups the next day. And then Jared Spurgeon kind of piggyback off this text message and said, hey, also 11.15 meeting. So um, we just didn't know if there was um, more to talk about uh, from a team standpoint or Dino had something to say or Billy mm -hmm. had something to say. And um, so... Yeah, it was a really nice surprise. They had, you know, everyone prospects to Iowa guys, to the main guys, and and uh, all the coaching staff, all the Iowa staff, all, all the brass, and um, very special to get that award and, and be honored uh, with the assistant captaincy uh, from Jared, and and then also just in front of everyone. So um, it was a, a moment I'll never forget, and uh, excited to be assistant and happy for Matt Dumba as well. I mean, mm -hmm. he's a guy that uh, you know we like, like you said, there's a lot of guys on that list that uh, you know, including me, that could be in that position, and that's what makes our team so special. I think this year is that our core group is really matured and um, really expected to do great things this year. And um, you could have given it to anyone. There's a lot of guys that can step up and have that experience of, of playing games, Goligoski too. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to rely on everyone to, to get through the season. Yeah. I mean, your speech that they showed on wild.com uh, of, of what you told the players about making an inclusive locker room, a welcoming locker room, especially for these young kids. I mean, you were in that yeah. position when these young kids have to come up and all of a sudden they're in a locker room with a bunch of NHLers. It's got to be even intimidating for them. How, yeah. How much is that the culture that you want to create in there? Yeah, I, th I think that's just it, that's where you know I was kind of taught, raised up that way. Um, you know, you look at someone in the eyes, you shake their hands, you introduce yourself, tell your name, and and you go on about your day. But you you don't pass people in the hallway, just things like that that mm -hmm. I learned from my father, and um, that's the way we want this room to be. We want it to be uh, fun, exciting every time you come to the rink, and and you want everyone to be friends. I mean, that's the only way you get through uh, a season, get to the playoffs, and win a cup. I mean, you look at all the teams that won a cup; they're, they're they're close, they hold each other accountable, but they they can look each other in the eyes and and say that because they are close and they have that respect for one another, and um, that's the way. We we want our room to go and um you know jared leads by example on and off the ice and uh i'm lucky that they look at me as a, as a player that does that as well but um that's the way we want it we, we have such a special group this year because i think everyone's on the same page and mm -hmm. really just understands what it takes to win we learned a lot last year the grind of the game last year was different in some ways um but a two game season again this year we're gonna need everyone on board and at their best and um you know there's no better way of doing that than coming together as a team and being really close right it's funny it feels like we've been in training camp for two months i don't know if it feels yeah, that it way feels for you long. <laughs> yeah but we're only five or six days and yet you you know your line has been consistent right now with ryan hartman now in the middle and Jordan greenway on the left it's no longer the well i guess you could kind of still call it the grief line you'd probably have to take out the yeah, <laughs> the EE. yeah, yeah. but uh with with hartman in there but how has hartman uh fit in and slid into eric's next role and do you think it could be seamless because as you know you were one of the best lines in the league last year yeah i mean i think you know hartsy is um you know very has a good skill set and uh you know playing with him last year i think you know him taking over Acker's position on our line is is actually probably the you know 
most seamless transition I think that we're going to have when this, someone to take over would be him. And um, he plays that gritty style that mm -hmm. we like to play. And I think that's a that's something that's underrated about Hartsey is that guy has wears his heart in his sleeve. And uh, he is so good at just being a team guy, block shots. If he hits, he can fight. He can, um, he can, and he's good around the net and makes makes good passes and things like that. So he's he's a good player. He got a lot of confidence last year in the year he had. And um, we're happy, Greener and I, to, to be playing with him. And we just want our line to be great no matter what. I mean, if Acker's doing his thing with Kirill and Zuki and we're, our line is clicking, that's only better for our team. So that's our main objective is, you know, we want to click right away and get this uh, get this thing rolling. Yeah, Ryan is an interesting player. I mean, from the like first-round pick, but he's had to bounce around. He's played in bottom six roles where now he's on the second line or however you want to label the lines. I mean, this seems like an incredible opportunity for him to really show and get rewarded for all he's done in this league already. Yeah, you know, I think for him, I just feel like maybe an organization really hasn't instilled confidence in him, and mm -hmm. I think now he's got it, and and I think that's why he's, you know, the player he's become in our, for our team. I think, you know, you've seen Chicago. You know, Chicago's a tough tough team to crack as a young guy and, and you know, to be a first-rounder, you know, for them, and I just think that he um, – you know, didn't get lost. It's just one of those things where you want to feel wanted as a young guy. He didn't really have that. And now he's here and he's, he's, you know, he's got a contract and, um, he knows his role on our team and how important he is. And I think that's why he's just taken off for us. So, you know, we expect to, to, you know, produce next year for sure our line. And, um, I have no doubt in, in him. You know, he's a great person off the ice and he's a great teammate. So, um, you know, like I said, he just, he's team first men mentality and, uh, he does a lot of things the right ways and he, and he does it hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's go back to the summer. We know, I mean, we've joked about it a bunch with, uh, you and Nick and the whole recruiting process. And Don't remind like that. me. Yeah. Somebody asked actually, if you're worried, uh, Scott asked on Twitter, if you're worried that you're, you've just cost yourself a job of becoming a GM one day because you can yes. recruit, you recruit your own brother. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sign up for that position <laughs> yeah. unless it's given to me one day, but I doubt it. Um, yeah, you know, it was just a crazy, you know, even leading up the free agency two months. And when, I think when our seasons both ended, um, it was kind of our mind, mental focus shift to where's Nick's going to play next. So, um, you know, just working out with them every day. I'm so blessed to do that. We're lucky that we have a, yeah. a, a legit walk about 50 steps next door and he's there and he's got the gym downstairs in the basement. So we had a lot of great days in the summertime and a lot of good skates. And, um, you know, obviously he had a little bit of an injury scare in Toronto with his back. And now he did an amazing job. I saw it firsthand of just him getting it back and back in track and feeling great. So it was just a, it was just a, you know, I was trying to do my best of just selling Minnesota to him. And I, I did pretty good for the most part. And, um, you know, it was just one of those things where uh, he was, you know, picked up by Boston. I think, mm -hmm. you know, he got not not a better deal, but just something that, um, you know, he, he he thought was more for him at the time. And, um, you know, was it was it a good deal? Yeah, it was a good deal for Nick. At the, and, you know, from his, what his, whatever contract he was coming off last time. So I think all that stuff gets played into it. But um, he sees their team and, and uh, he sees himself fit on that team pretty well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a tough pill to swallow when you you I, I had actually a, a jersey waiting for him and everything. I was going to take a, a wow. draft pick uh, jersey, uh -huh. and uh, yeah, that day I was with them on the phones and I just slowly realized that this jersey's going right in the bag and I'm going to bring <laughs> it back to my house. So yeah, it's okay. He got uh, he he's happy and his family's happy and that's all that matters. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, and I think it says a lot about just again the integrity of your family is that. Um, and I think that you know it, that a lot of players seem to know but going into free agency where they're signing. A lot of teams know who they're signing. 
Yeah. Nick played it by the book. I mean, he, yeah. he went into free agency and he fielded phone calls. And yeah. That's the way it used to be. It's kind of no longer that way, but there was yeah. no tampering, nothing. He, like when I did the story on you guys a couple of days before agency, he made it extremely clear. Yeah. It is not a guarantee I'm going to Minnesota. It's on my list, but it's not a guarantee. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's another thing I noticed too, is like he, he was very undecided. He wanted mm-hmm. to see every offer that came in and, and, and he, you know, talked to every GM and understand his role there, which I think is smart. Um, I know some guys are, are excited to be a free agent and they want to go play at a place cause they think it's cool and they think it's a great team and mm-hmm. they think they they can win there right away, but it just, sometimes it doesn't pan out. So Nick really fielded phone calls and just wanted to get a vibe on how badly he was wanted. And, um, you know, Boston was obviously the, the one that, uh, really caught his attention. Yeah. Um, wanted to ask you a, a bunch of fun questions I got from uh, from fans, but I did want to ask you about Jack Eichel. I know that you're, you, you're friends with him. You have an immense amount of respect for him. Mm-hmm. This has got to be the toughest situation that I've ever seen in the NHL where, where this poor guy can't get the surgery that he wants to extend his career, and he's now just sort of sitting in limbo. Yeah, I'm pretty lost with the whole situation too. I mean, I've had talks with Jack a little bit early in the summer just to see how he's mm-hmm. doing and more more so more about his injury and, and it's serious and it's just something that he's got to, I mean, I think they showed highlights the other day on NHL Network I was watching and he had some hits and took some hits or made some plays and was grabbing his neck after it. So it's not nothing like it's... Um, you know a diversion or something like that like he's it's about a player who's actually injured and needs help and needs to be uh something needs to be figured out here soon and um it you know from the outside it just it's it's crazy to see two sides can't make a deal and uh, especially about you know a top end i just think of our our top player imagine if Kirill was in that position i think the franchise would do anything they wanted to to try to get that player to be healthy and it's just really kind of dumbfounded that buffalo hasn't really stepped up and and made an agreement or or come to sat down with jack and just kind of you know figured out what the issue is going on so um i feel bad for jack i mean i really do that guy wears his heart on his sleeve and as a young kid um took a lot on his shoulders from bringing a franchise around and um he's a heck of a player and, and a heck of a competitor and um you know you get the whole league you know the league the the, the conversation going around is now this if he does get it he's not gonna be ready for usa olympic hockey right so yeah and that's a big blow to jack because i know how well he he loves playing for team usa and how much he loves his country so um you know, I just feel like right now it's just like kind of really, really hurting the player, Jack Eichel. You know how perception becomes reality too, and there's always this talk that Jack has these character issues and things like that. You've told me it's nothing's further from the truth. Yeah, right? that's rumors. I mean, I feel like it might be rumors up the the Taylor Hall rumors, where you know, like yeah. things like that, where you just hear that stuff and and guys like him. And listen, Jack is, you know, I think he's. I don't want to say he's probably along the lines of, of, of a McKinnon where he forces guys and, mm-hmm. you know, pushes guys. But I think that's, that's a guy that wants to win and he's your best player every night. So, um, he's an unbelievable guy off the ice. I had a lot of fun with him in Buffalo. Um, you know, he, he was going through the motions of trying to understand the, you know, what it is to become a veteran in this league. And, and as a rookie, you know, he's just kind of taken in as a sponge. So I was lucky enough to be somewhat of an older guy and, and have him under my wing, but he's a, a, a guy that is works, works as, you know, works so hard and has a skill set that is unbelievable and is definitely a, a top, you know, 10 player in this league and easily. And, and, um, it's just disappointing to see, you know, for our game, fans want to watch Jack Eichel yeah. and right now he's not in there. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Marcus, we, uh, you know, uh, I got a bunch of questions asking for yeah. more funny Kaprizov stories. You told a really <laughs> funny one. Uh, I don't know if you want to rehash it on spit and chiclets, uh, but, uh, but you, uh, this guy is a beauty, huh? Yeah, he is. Uh, he's awesome. I mean, he is always smiling and, and just, he's just so happy to be here and he's so happy to play the game and um, he's a competitor too. I was just actually, uh, we're laughing because I got new skates the other day and he got new skates the other day and and one thing about Creel is, that, you know, if he's not feeling good or he's got something off with him, uh, he'll tell you. And, uh, it, you know, the Russian accent adds a little bit more goofiness to it. But uh, it's just it's just comical for me to, to hear it because I'm asking him, you know, what's wrong? He's, he looks like he's mad because he's like, I'm like, is it just, you know, you're tired? Is your legs? Because it's my legs right now that are tired in camp. And he goes, no, like, it's my hands. Like, I, I feel like shit. You know, like, that's how <laughs> that's how he talks. So, like, he's got the, this thing where he, he wants to be, feel great every day and, um if it's a sticks, he can, and he's a guy that can, he can use this stick excuse or the skate excuse. And I can't use that because that's <laughs> not my style of play, but he's a guy that just, you know, he wants to feel great out there. And, um, he, I keep telling him, you know, we got a couple more weeks until the regular season starts. So that's all when it matters. Speaking of shit, how much shit did you guys give him that, that he made his team skate today after practice? Uh, <laughs> Kakinen absolutely stone yeah. cold robbed him on the shootout. Yeah, we're happy with Kako. Kako turned yeah. on the shootout for us. So we didn't have to do the, uh, the Herb Brooks down and back, uh, miracle thing. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was awesome, and, and Creel looked pretty stunned too. Yeah, he, he did. He expects a score, and that's what's fun about yeah. him. Is I know they threw Creel out there for their last man shooter uh, to win it or tie it up. But yeah, uh, yeah he's a he's a competitor, and and uh, I mean, ever since day one, the guy, you know, the story that I have about him with uh, the text message thing was it was pretty comical, and that kind of broke the ice for him. And um, <laughs> we understand his. I don't want to say cockiness. It's just like his demeanor. Like he, he just wants to be the best and yeah. it doesn't come across cocky at all. It's just, that's who Kirill is. And and like I said, we're fortunate to have yeah. him on our team. Did you, um, you had the greatest line the other day about, uh, how you love the fact that he smuggled himself into the country. <laughs> and, and, um, did you guys, yeah, as players know that he was in, in this, because Billy no. Garen, they kept it a secret because yeah. I mean, if in a long, in a way it made sense. It, it shows that he always planned to sign to get here by camp. So he secretly came here but they don't want to tell billy because they're trying to get a little more money or a little more whatever yeah. so he didn't know he was here until a couple days before and you guys didn't either huh? yeah no we had no clue and I, I found out when he signed i talked to whitey and uh he was just like yeah he'll be here tomorrow and I'm like, what do you mean he's gonna be here tomorrow he's in russia he's like no i'm like oh okay okay so he obviously was skating somewhere or vacationing yeah. before his uh payday um so yeah we're we're happy that all that got done, the vaccination and, and the quarantine, because, you know, right now we still wouldn't have my camp if it wasn't for that. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're happy. There's uh there's, there's a, um, I, I mean, I, I could say it was, it was my, uh, my fault that uh, we got him over here on a, on a secret plane or whatever. Like I was going <laughs> to smuggle him back over the border myself, but, uh, it was nice that he did it himself. Yeah. Um, Miko Kovi has been around a bunch here, which is kind of interesting now, you know, uh, uh, you know what, what I think he's trying to kind of figure out exactly what he's going to do, what his mm -hmm. role is going to be, all that stuff. I mean, is it is it weird seeing him stroll through the locker room there? Uh, yeah, he's all done up. He's got a polo on every yeah. day, and it's just uh, he's really taking that coach or that uh, <laughs> that development coach uh, that that style really well. I mean, he looks. I'm happy he's around here. You know, he's he's, a, he's really the face of the franchise for a long, long time. And you want a guy, I think it's great for our culture, great for the organization to have guys like that want to come back and be a part of the organization, you know, post-career. So, um, you know, we're happy to have Miko around. And, you know, I think from what I know is where we can bounce things off of him. He's trying to work with the forwards and um, do more with just, you know, 
you know, offensive zone, things like that mm-hmm. to make more scoring chances and uh, creating just a better, better playing, you know, cycle off the rush and things like that. So he's there. He's kind of got the eye in the, eye in the sky and he's working with the forwards and, um, Hey, I mean, for a young guy coming in, you got Miko Koivu as a development guy or, or uh, just watching the skates. That, that's got to be pretty big. I said to him the other day, I've never seen him smiling so much. And he's yeah. being super nice to me, which <laughs> makes me like think that I'm about to get like clobbered over the head. Yeah. That never happens. Yeah, he's got no, he's got no, uh, I think that's, a, he's, he's got no pressure on him to, yeah. to perform anymore. So he's a little bit more laid back. And I think he's just taking in the, the post career a little yeah. bit nicer. So it's, it's good to see that yeah. smile for sure. A funny question from Hideki asks, um, best prank that you've ever seen in the locker room? Oh man! I know that we always. I should have probably warned you that was. Yeah, coming. no, I know. There's to- a. I mean, there's a lot. There's a. I, I've seen. Uh, I've seen guys put the the Gatorade cup under the guy's helmet up top, so when he goes to grab his helmet, all the Gatorade water comes out on, on his gear and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I've seen the the Vaseline and the gloves. I think one of my favorite ones is guys fill up water into the into their sticks. They take the plug out, and they fill up the stick with water. And then they put the plug back on, tape the guy's knob like, as if it was like theirs. Uh-huh. And then they then the guy goes and picks up the stick, and there's just water in it, so it's way heavier. <laughs> and I've seen that done to some rookies that uh, usually chirp some vets. And the next morning, <laughs> they get their um, pocket sewn with their phone in their pocket. They get they actually get one of the trainers to go and take their pants from the from the chain stall and. Uh, uh, sew their pocket shut, and then they call them a hundred times, and they're trying to get their phone, and they can't because there's their pocket sewn and. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's, there's, uh, you know, the cutting of the laces and things like that too. Yeah. So it's usually the pranks usually happen when someone pisses someone off or, or gets someone pretty yeah. good. I mean, the best one I've seen was not in the locker room, but I think it was Matt Dumba and Joel Erickson act that one year were in the car. Yep. I don't know if you saw that, but I think it was a bunch of, uh, uh, sticker like post-its, it was, right? Yeah. Post-its. Yeah. And he just posts covered his whole car with like the pink and yellow yeah. and green post-its. It yeah. was hilarious. So Who, who's, who's, did they do it again with? It was to Ericsson act. It was to Ericsson act. Yeah. And it was Dumbo. It was yeah, Dumbo, Dumbo, right? Yeah. 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 So his, yeah. I never seen a car with that many yeah. post-its. Did on you it, hear so. the one where, uh, Derek Bugard and Cal Clutterbuck did put popcorn peanuts in, uh, in Eric Belanger's car here, and oh, he did no. not handle it well. Oh man! Yeah, and it was on camera and everything. It, you know, like those, the leather, yeah. and like all that stuff. Yeah, probably yeah. got ruined. Oh man, no, yeah. I've um, seen that. Yeah, the uh, the the one that uh, you reminded me with the with the uh, the pants being sewn is I, I was covering the the Panthers and we were in Pittsburgh and after the game they stole Todd Simpson's jacket and in their in his dress shirt they cut holes where the nipples are. Oh, so he had to walk God. to the boss with just a dress shirt with nip with his nipple exposed oh my god that's good so he found out that mike sillinger was the one that did it so we get to ottawa and what are the chances my flight for some reason to long island is canceled so the team let me fly with them to long island the next day after the game and so i'm walking through security at ottawa's airport because when you guys leave you had to go through where passengers do and mike sillinger is behind security looking inside the x-ray machine tv to see if he could find his teeth and I'm like, I didn't know what he, I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, somebody stole my teeth. And he had, they called him Chopper. Like they, oh my they, they called him Chops or Chopper. That Choppers. was his nickname. And they took his entire teeth, stole it. And he knew it was Simpson right away. We're on the, it's the second game of like a five game road trip. Two, we go to Philly like two or three days later. And Mike Sillinger gets a call from his wife asking why his teeth were mailed to him. 
Oh my so God. So Todd Simpson stole Mike Sullinger's teeth, mailed it to his mailed wife in to Florida. Him. Oh uh, my so, God. I mean, that is an unbelievable. So yeah, the whole good. thing, he could, I mean, he was eating <laughs> nothing. I mean, it was just crazy. Oh, yeah, did you ever hear the Brian Campbell one in Buffalo? No. I, I can't believe you didn't hear. So I was actually rehashing this with Marty Barone the other day. Oh, geez. So the Buffalo Sabres are in uh, South Florida. Brian Campbell's a rookie on the team. I'm covering the game. Um, it's the same game, coincidentally, that Matthew Barone scored on Marty Barone in the game for the winning goal. So oh, wow. brother and yeah, his brother. Yeah. So I'm covering the game, and all of a sudden I get this tip that the Buffalo Sabres bus has been pulled over outside the loading docks by a bunch of cops. So I run out there to see what's going on, and they got Brian Campbell. These cops have Brian Campbell off the bus, and they're going through his equipment bag, and they pull out these pills, and then they, like, fake arrest him. And Lindy Ruff put viagra pills in his bag in front of the team and had these cop friends that he was buddies with from florida oh pull over the God. bus after and in front of the team pull out like this bag and in there was like all these like what they said were smuggled viagra pills yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so in front of the team and they like Campbell's and probably losing Campbell it. was just you know Oh just my God. Freaking out. He's probably like, I'm going to He's jail. like, that's not mine. That's not mine. And all this stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was Lindy Ruff's too. Wow. That's I know. Great. He was Lindy. So the yeah. coach of the team the did coaches. this to his own player. Jeez. So that's the way that Marty, I didn't know it was Lindy all the time. I knew that Lindy was part of it because it was the cops that he was buddies with in Florida. Like, uh, actually, the equipment guy for, I don't know if he's still there, but there was a guy named John Corman who's a Brown Broward County de deputy, and he okay. was the equipment guy for the visiting teams there. So, Lindy was friends with him when he from when he coached the Panthers. His old and school he, stories, And man. he set this whole thing up, and it oh, was yeah. just hilarious. And Marty said the entire team was watching from the bus just in hysterics because they all knew it was a prank, and poor Brian Campbell, who was a rookie, was in handcuffs, like, saying it's not mine, it's Jeez. not mine. Just pretty unbelievable. Um, um, a couple other fun questions. Um, you know, uh, uh, somebody asked, like, what's your favorite, like, uh, sushi and pizza toppings? Oh, man. Um, this is I Lisa mean, that asked this question. Sushi and pizza toppings. Sushi for me, like, if I'm going to do sushi, I think I just like a salmon roll or something like that. Like, that's, um, I mean, I always, I always try to go to uh, Billy Sushi or, um, I mean, I'm just a big roll guy. I'll order, I'll order a bunch of stuff, crab rolls, salmon rolls, all that stuff. So um, pizza toppings for me, I'll do, um, I love like a margarita uh -huh. or like it's got to be like prosciutto, arugula type thing. Right. So an Italian pizza. Um, and I, I know this this always comes up with, with toppings, but I still can, I'll, I'll eat uh, a pineapple on pizza too. I know that that's been controversial. <laughs> yeah, so big... uh, I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked if you had to play another sport, what would it be? Honestly, I think baseball. Yeah. I, I love I it. I saw I you mean, guys with the bats yesterday. Yeah, I, uh, just being out there. I mean, even the, even like doing the media on the field is nice, yeah. you know? So, um, I don't know, just, a, it, it was always a, a fun uh, sport for me. Uh, was I like, good at it? I thought so, but, uh, that was when I was younger. So, I mean, it's just, it's just such a crazy sport. Uh, you know, the games, the amount of games they play, but uh, I don't know. There's nothing better than playing on a sunny yeah. day outside in a ballpark. A couple more minutes with uh, Marcus, and I'm going to let him get on with his day. He's got a day off tomorrow, too. Well earned. Um, AJ asks, oh, who would win a scrap between you and Nick? No, me for sure. Not <laughs> a doubt. Yeah, yeah, I got height on him. I got reach on him. So we're, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be good there. Yeah. You remember when we were in Edmonton, and uh, you were with your dad, and he got – what happened to him in Columbus? All of a sudden, it was, like, horrifying. He, like uh, – Well, he got shot in the – yeah. he took a puck in the face. I think we were watching that. Right, yeah. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. And on the father-son trip of the yeah, wild. I think he had a goal. I think it was against Philly. 
Yeah, oh and then he God, comes. Yeah. Didn't he come back and scored like the winner or something? I think something? he had a the, yeah something. It was it was a crazy game, but uh, I think he scored that between the legs goal, mm -hmm. and then That's what and it was. Then and he then he blocked the shot in the right. face, so went from really good to really bad. Really yeah, fast. exactly. Um, somebody asked if uh, if you had to choose. This is Colin Jacobs. If you had to choose a different animal nickname other than moose, what would it be? <laughs> different <laughs> animal nickname. Yeah. Oh man, I think uh, moose works though. Yeah, moose works. I mean, an animal. I uh, tiger. Tiger. <laughs> we'll go with Tiger. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, any wild rookie is standing out to you right now that like you're like this guy, you know. Yeah, you know, there's there's a few. I mean, I, I think Bold looks Boldy looks really good and, and um you know, Rossi too and, and the one guy I think that, you know, I just I'm gonna have a good time with if he if he can make our team or whatever is is Beckham. Yeah. Uh, I really like this kid. I think he's got a great attitude. He's um, this guy was cheering on veterans on the bike test. Like it was kind of comical. Like I remember my rookie year, I wouldn't talk to anyone and this kid's got some swagger and, and, uh, I love it. I think it's so good for our room and so good to see a young kid like that. So, um, he's a good player, just always a smile on his face. Always got a comment. Yeah. I mean, you, you go like a two on one with him. I think I've had a couple two on ones with him and, you know, he missed the net or something and he's just, he's just very animated. And I think that's something that's great for, for a young kid coming in. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good players. I mean, Addison looks great too. I think he's a really good, smart heads up two way mm -hmm. guy and, and really good offensively. So, um, you know, for the most part, yeah, the, the, the rookies I think are are doing a really good job. That that should be standing out. Yeah. It's funny. I, uh, Addison seems like he fit in really well last week. I remember with the game I covered in Arizona. It was two, a couple games there. I'm looking out my like window while I'm writing in the afternoon, and there he is just hanging out by the pool with a bunch of players like yeah. you know, basically like sunbathing and i'm like here's a there's a confident kid a rookie out yeah. there just hanging out with the veterans you know just sunbathing yeah we got we got uh, along with addy pretty well we call him pablo because of that mustache <laughs> so pablo's been uh, a big yeah. hit last year he kind of just came in right away i mean we being on the road last year um you know we would just after games we'd try to get together with the, with the guys in a room or something and hang out and uh he was he was always there and i think it's mm -hmm. good for a young guy to always just be around the guys and get to know everyone and um he seems really confident you know and, and, and a lot more calmer this year yep two more questions for you uh somebody asked uh, what's your typical game day routine typical game day uh you know wake up in the morning get a nice breakfast and then uh, head to the rink i don't pregame skate i just i don't believe in it mm -hmm. um i did i like to save my legs and i uh, just get a nice good stretch bike ride cold tub always cold tub on game days for about 10 minutes um and then we head to uh, a rezzo restaurant in 50th of france uh a rezzo we home day home games i'll say uh we go there with the guys we just pasta chicken and, and uh, salad um they have unbelievable bread there and mm -hmm. it's like it's, so it's a big big deal at our table we get a lot of bread and then that's it we go home it's probably 12 30 by then 12 o'clock i go from one to three or one to two thirty for a nap and then uh back at the rink around 4 30 4 15 uh for a seven o'clock game and then as soon as i get to the rink just get my uh workout stuff on um stretch out roll out and then uh, we have meetings and right after meetings i play a little soccer with the guys mm -hmm. Uh, and then I do my thing for about 15 to 20 minutes where I just do my warm up and make sure I'm sweating. My legs are going and then that's it. Dress, warm up, play hockey. Mm. So that's, that's pretty much a game day for myself. It's funny. So Ray Shiro asked me to make him a list of a bunch of restaurants the other day. And Arezzo's the one I could not remember. Yeah. Cause, and I told him like, and believe it or not, you're not even gonna believe this. The, the only, I've been there twice with Miko Koiva. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, uh, you know how, like sometimes I'll take players to lunch during training camp to yeah. feature on them or whatever. And, uh, that's his, that was his place. And I just couldn't remember with Ray the other day with the name. I'm like, just yeah, Italian restaurant, a, 50th in France. Yeah. You know? It's a good spot. It's yeah. a good spot. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. Um, last question. Uh, by the way, how's your family? I haven't even asked you, uh, how you, how's your wife? How's yeah, your kids? Are, you gonna, are they going to, are your kids going to be ready f- to be on skates by winter classic? Yeah, or? absolutely. Like my, yeah. my, uh, my wife's doing good. She actually just had her 30th birthday this weekend. So nice. Yeah, we're in the 30 club now. And then uh, my uh, my daughter, Olivia, the oldest, uh, she's just a firecracker. She's uh, she's kind of an adult already, but she has been on. I got her on skates last year and uh, I got her on the outdoor pond. And uh, we've been this year. I'll try to push her a little bit harder to get out there a little bit more. So she's come come winter classic uh, day. She can uh, try to skate on her own, stand up on her own at least. Yeah. And then I got another daughter, Camila, who's about to turn one October 7. And um She'll be probably pulled around in a sled, yeah. but she's an absolute tank. Yeah. This girl, uh, this girl is something else. She's uh, so I got two girls, and they'll be ready with winter classic jerseys for well, sure. I'm hoping I'm not ruining a surprise, but one of the cool things they're doing at this winter classic is they're going to have like 15 rinks around the main rink with the ice dyed blue and they're gonna have all these youth games not only before the game and after but during your game there's gonna be kids playing oh, on these awesome. ponds so you, that'll that's be pretty cool. neat with yeah. uh, your, your kids to get oh, them out there oh that's gonna be a blast and, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. that's awesome um, last question I just love this question from Timu said um, um, lately you've been getting an increasing amount of recognition and how important uh, you know part of the lineup you are to the wild in your own opinion why do you think this is and do you think you haven't uh, found another gear that maybe you didn't have seasons past um, honestly, I think it's just the way that my confidence has been, you know, has, has kind of snowballed with this organization. I, I came in, um, my first year and it was, you know, iffy and, um, and I realized, you know, I had a good, um, I don't know. I would say I found my game in the, in towards the end of the season, my first year, then my second year really picked up. And then for me, it's just confidence. And, um, you know, I do think I found my voice in my room and they really got to know the guys and they got to know me and understand that, uh, um, hey, listen, like, I think, you know, my game is, there's a lot of great players in this game. I'm not saying I'm up there, but, um, I really took it upon myself to kind of perfect it and be really good at the little things. And, um, I saw, you know, obviously my offensive side went up a little bit more just to playing with, you know, Eric Sinek and Jordan Greenway. And we found that line. And, um, but even before that, I just feel like I was, I was getting more chances, more shots, more opportunities, um, just from my work ethic and finding out my, my role and, um, really kind of finding out, you know, where to be in certain situations. So, um, and on top of that, I, I, I try to play physical and play for my teammates. And I think that goes a long way. You know, I think skilled guys love tough guys in a way they, yeah. they help the skilled guys. And I think that's how you build some good relationships and sticking up for teammates. It goes a long way. So, um, you know, that's how I grew up watching the game and, um, that's how I kind of, uh, you know, you know, want my game to go moving forward. Do I have another gear? Absolutely. I think I try to get better every summer. Um, You're a power I'm, play guy now. Yeah, exactly. I'm a power <laughs> play guy. We'll see how long that lasts. But, uh, you know, I think that... Beckman might take your spot. Yeah. If he makes two. yeah, yeah. He'll probably tell me too how cocky that guy is. So, no, uh, that's uh, that's just something that I, I just want to always keep getting better and better every year. Yeah. And, um, it, it, you know, I don't want this to be, you know, a three-year deal and that's it. I want to yeah. try to extend this with Minnesota and just keep going as far as yeah. I can. Well, that was a fun day when you extended because you know how much uh, the beat writers like you. I remember, <laughs> you know, you, you talked about just the kind of the maturing as a, as a player here and how you, you start off kind of slow. And then all of a sudden, I still remember to this day, we were in the locker room like your second year and we called you after a loss and you like, you were as candid as anybody I've ever heard after a loss. And Sarah McClellan and I, when you were done, we, we 
looked at each other straight on like, why have we not been requesting him after every game? Like, we had no clue that oh, you were. No, I was throwing everyone under the bus probably. Yeah. But it was just like, one, it was candid, but two, obviously, you know, you're a great quote. And, and uh, but I remember Sarah and I both had this like epiphany, you know, epiphany like moment, like, wait a minute, we have not used this for a year and a half. Yeah, How yeah. dumb are we? So yeah. anytime you guys, we lose, they're going to call me. That's perfect. <laughs> I said to Dumba and you after the, after your press conference the other day, I'm like, now you got to talk to us after every yeah. game. Oh so, yeah, I know. So, we know what comes with it. Yeah. Well, well, hey Marcus, always a pleasure. Really appreciate it. I kept you way longer than I told no, you I would. Good. So uh, as always, um, you know, thanks for joining straight from the source. And uh, again, you've just been a class act to deal with. So accessible. Um, you know, your brother has always been that way. Your dad <laughs> has always been that way. So it's not shocking that you are as well thank you appreciate it. thanks for having me on wings for the game boom cash back new lucky jersey boom cash back even a last minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card and yes we said debit card with discover cashback debit everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases look in sports it's hard to predict who's taking the w but you know what's guaranteed to win discover cashback debit oh and did i mention there are no fees period I'm telling you, this one is a game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Well, thanks again to Marcus Felino for joining Straight from the Source this week. There's tons of podcasts throughout our platform. Joel Quenville, the head coach of the Florida Panthers, joins Ian Mendes and Haley Salvin in this week on the Athletic Hockey Show. And thanks for listening to Straight from the Source. Please follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. Subscribe to the Athletic Audio Plus on Apple Podcasts to get all the bonus content from our entire network. Start with a 30-day free trial, then just 99 cents a month after that. And right now, annual subscriptions to The Athletic are 50% off when you visit theathletic.com slash straight from the source. Talk to you next week, everybody. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.